Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today, John Holcomb joins us, followed by Dusty Dvorak. A lot to discuss on this Friday. The college football coaching carousel. Cowboys-Packers matchup on Sunday. And obviously, Oklahoma State hoops on the road to face Iowa State tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pre-game right here on the Blitz beginning at 4 o'clock. That is if Oklahoma State actually makes it to Ames, Iowa, right? Uh, yes. As I mentioned before, they will reconvene at 6.30 in the morning to determine what travel looks like, uh, which could either be for them to go to Oklahoma City and try to leave or try to leave from Stillwater. We don't quite know yet. Yuck. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Yuck. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> T's and P's. That sounds like a terrible day. <laughs> it does not sound like fun. No, not at all. What is the line on that game, by the way? Uh, have not seen. Maybe, uh, maybe you need to throw some, some money that way. I will, I will look and report back to you. If it's like Iowa State minus four, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> given, given that we know the difficulty of even making the trip, uh, feels like it might be a safe bet. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll report back as soon as I find what the uh, what the number is. So it's Kalen DeBoer to Alabama. Yes, which means Washington now has to go through a coaching hire. Yes, they do. I saw somebody that I follow on Twitter that that covers the NFL draft throw this out. What does Pete Carroll at Washington do for anyone? Benjamin Albright is who you saw tweet that out i i like it no I, that's not who i oh, saw it's not but, uh thor nystrom okay is who i saw throw, ben throw was tweeting it out as well okay I, I you know me i love it i i think that for a short period of time if that's the direction you want to go with your program i think pete would be more than willing to come back and prove i think pete was is kind of uh pete's always been a little bit of a red ass when you've when you've tested him and Pete would be more than happy to prove that he's still got it. I just enjoy watching Pete work over that gum on the sidelines anyway. <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of want to see what the old man still has left, if we're just being honest. And you're glad your team doesn't have to face him anymore, right? He, that's right. Get him out of the division. He's wreaked enough havoc inside of that division. It's, it's hard enough, for crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't think that's where it, they're going to ultimately go. Depending on who you read, it seems like that Washington knew. Another reason why Jimmy Sexton masterclass that maybe it was Kalen DeBoer the entire way through, that one of the reporters said that Washington, the minute that Saban stepped down, kind of had an idea, and they've been doing their homework anyway, and more than likely it's going to be grub, uh, that they would elevate. But don't be surprised if it's not Jed Fish as well to get a look. Uh, as they move into the Big Ten, if he'd be interested in it. You know, he's got West Coast ties. He's got ties everywhere. If the Eagles' job comes open, which people are saying that they might move on from Sirianni, that could be a name that you watch out for in Philadelphia is Jed Fish. But, yeah, I think um, more than likely probably Ryan Grubb, who was the OC at Washington. Well, you know, Alabama nearly hired Grubb a year ago. That's right, they did. to stay. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he's going to choose Washington over Alabama a second straight time because you would imagine if Kalen DeBoer could bring him with, I mean, he would he would love to do that. He would do that in a heartbeat. But, and yeah, they've I mean, been together I, a that, long time, by the way. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense, obviously. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think Pete at Washington would be great. Obviously, he wouldn't have to go anywhere, really, right? I mean, he stays basically at, at close to what he would call home at this point. I, I just, I, he's at an age where, I mean, to a degree, Washington is not, you're not picking them up at a point where you're you're winning maybe 10 games immediately, or you wouldn't think that, right? Like, there's a, a ton of turnover on on that roster in terms of the the foundational pieces and the you know your your big time talent all of those guys are moving on yes odunze so, jumped in today you know yeah. Penix is gone i just saw where jabbar muhammad jumped in, the transfer, in the transfer portal that's right back to oklahoma state well, what if he did what if he did or is his pay grade a little bit too high for pokes for a purpose now well i was gonna add would gundy let a player uh, that I, left come back? That is only a question like, a that Mike Gundy question. can I answer. I, I don't have the answer for that either. If we're just basing it off of what reactions and what statements have been and uh, actions, I would say no. I mean, he would immediately be their best player in the secondary, right? If he came back, but... Yeah, he would. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he would. I think who that... Who knows what the... The personality part of that equation is, and for all the conversations we've heard about some of the personalities that left, you don't know if he was one of those people or not. But I think the check might be a little bit heftier at a place like Oregon or A and M or somewhere like that. that. Yeah, yeah. He there's probably a big bag waiting for him somewhere. Or even uh, Ole Miss. (laughs) It kind of struck me as I wonder if that would even be a possibility. Like I wonder if Mike Gundy would even allow it if he wanted to come back. I don't know. That needs to be put down in the book of questions to Gundy when we get the next opportunity. If Jabbar Muhammad, well, yeah, I guess well, just he in general, have committed yet, right? Just in general, of hey, Mike, let's just say in this crazy world of college football, here's an example for you: if someone left and then decided to come back, and not because it didn't work out where they were, that went on and they were successful, but still had one year, would you? be open to letting them come back now that gunner has left i mean maybe there's uh there's your answer right maybe so maybe the answer to that is yes maybe the right so. circumstance they could come back hey speaking of that i did see spencer sanders at the hula bowl and he had that's right he, yeah he was wearing what looked like the oklahoma state helmet with the old miss logo plastered on the side of it it but it it looked like primary positioning of the of the decal on the side of the helmet was oklahoma state and then Ole miss but i mean they both have white helmets so okay not that it matters yeah what does uh you know when we talk about guys like jalen hurts and whether they are alabama or ou or you know i think didn't a and m try and claim kyler murray they did. Here's the problem, though. I don't know how much of the fan base actually wants to claim him. At I was going to say, Oklahoma State probably doesn't even want to claim him. And Mississippi's like, who's that guy? And, yeah, Ole Miss fans don't even know who he is, right? He I never was even like, played. Oh, yeah, he came in a few snaps for Jackson. That guy that came in when, when Dart lost his helmet a couple times for a play. Yeah, you mean that guy that they said was going to challenge Jackson during spring ball and fall camp? That guy? Guilty. I, hey, I, I think I was as well. <laughs> it happens, man.
It, well, it listen, I, I would also say maybe Jackson Dart doesn't improve as much as he did in the offseason if Spencer Sanders isn't there to apply the pressure. It's right? competition, Colby. That's what it is. Yeah. It's competition that pushes a guy like Jackson. Because gauging where he was from the previous season, I thought it was a layup that Spencer Sanders would have been the starter. But so, give him credit. He he improved a lot over the, over that last offseason. How good is the Washington job? Even if losing all those guys, I think. I mean, it's always I've always felt to like be it was a, a decent, really good job. Yeah. yeah, it's I. It's always been a really good job. It's it's a it, You know, it's one of those programs that's had a lot of ups and downs. But I I think its ceiling is a lot higher. I mean, its ceiling is what top twenty five job in the country. Well, now with uh, the destination that they're going. Yeah, I was going to say, and now that you're access, in the Big Ten, yeah go through that and how everyone just ratchets up everyone's mediocre record. Penn State's a prime example of that. I mean, even what, two or three losses there inside of the Big Ten, and you're probably right there in the mix to be at least considered for a playoff spot. (laughs) That's right. That was not going to be the case even if the Pac-12 stayed together. You can beat up on... Minnesota and Indiana and Northwestern and Purdue and Rutgers and Maryland. Yeah, get your ass kicked by Ohio State. You score seven points in a couple of games and I'm like, oh, well. Number 12 team in the country. We got three losses, but we were just able to sneak into the college football playoff. <laughs> yeah, I think a, it's, a spot think above it's a, a spot above <laughs> the one loss Big 12 champ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, timing is everything in terms of, you know, what type of team you're taking over. But in terms of the program in general and the spot they're now in being a part of the Big Ten, yeah, I think it's I think it's a really good, really good job. Well, again, the ripple effect that this has, because if Jed Fish is the guy, I mean, that sucks for Arizona moving into the new Big 12. It sucks for the Big 12 as well. If that ultimately happens for a, a guy that turned around a, a program that has a lot of momentum, that you would put in the short list of being a favorite for next year? They're going to be a they're they might be a top 10 preseason team, right? By, by the way, how about everyone that in the uh AP top 25 poll that had them ranked below Oklahoma when it oh, was all said when it was all yeah. said and done. Once again, it just shows you how ignorant that And it was. wasn't just at two or three, it was several. Yeah. They were like what? The poll's stupid. What? And most of the people, I shouldn't say most, there are a lot of people voting in that poll that clearly have no idea. Well, and Brent Key, the head coach at Georgia Tech in the coaches poll, left OSU out. Yeah. Well, he didn't. His His assistant did. Yeah. It's not even the SID SID poll anymore. It's it's their, it's their, probably their videographer. to the SID, that's right. Or the secretary. The social media coordinator. Somebody in the football staff that doesn't have enough to do. Like, oh, damn, I forgot to vote. Here, vote on this real quick. Have have the intern do it this week. Spread it around the office. Yeah. Yeah, do a little raffle. Let everybody have a turn every yeah. week. With the Culligan man who's dropping off the water every morning. Like, oh, hey, you want to vote in this? Uh, I, look, I, is it a better job than Arizona? Absolutely. Could I see Jed Fish dropping a top 10 team to make that move now? I don't know, man. man. Yeah, I know. That's why I say timing is everything. I mean, 
It's tough. If if you had maybe more of the foundation of, of last year's team coming back, then maybe. But Jed Fish is going to have a really good team next year. Washington is going to have a lot of new starters. And, I mean, who's to say that Arizona doesn't become – the new face of of the Big 12, right? I mean, especially... They haven't been able to do it consistently. I think they could for a couple of years and and ride this wave. They've never been good on a consistent level. That's right. But you're going into a new league now where you're not competing against the the USC's and the Oregon's and, you know, some of those schools that have, have just always been much better than you. Like, the new look Big 12 is a bunch of teams that have been held down by much bigger brands for for most of their history, right? And everybody now has a giant opportunity to take a big step forward. Yeah, they do. And go and kind of buck the trend of what their history has been within That's their right. own their own program and in their own conference. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a better job for sure, but the timing of it, I, I don't know that that's a no-brainer for Jed Fish. Colby, Teddy Bruschi is not walking through that door. John Fina is not walking through that door. Where's uh, Trung Candidate? Where's Trung Candidate? Antonio Pierce is not walking through that door. Chris McAllister. I'm about all out of uh, former Arizona Wildcats. That's all you got on Arizona Wildcats? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, Dennis Northcutt is not walking through that door. Oh, (laughs) nice. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yes. Did you say Marquise Flowers? I did not. Okay, Scooby Wright is another one as well. Oh, there you go, Scooby. Old, old I, Scoob. I forgot about Scooby. That's that's a good call by you. All right, we uh, have to get to this week's edition of Bag of Audio. What do you got for us? Let's fire up the old open, Scott. Ever wish you said something you could take back? Uh, because I I tend to put dark, difficult things in, you know, deep, dark crevices of my body. Oh, that's probably out of context. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. Well, we sure do. There's just something weird about laying in another man's warmth. We mark and save it all. And I will go ahead and tell you to mark that now. Oh, no. So we have that moving forward. Every cringeworthy moment and joke that falls flat. Great. And if I was a gift giver, I would just call the Kansas City Chiefs and ask them exactly how to do it. Speechless. I didn't know if I was supposed to go there and jump there. I mean, I just, I was... It's embarrassing, isn't it? You know, Matt, sometimes it's okay to just not turn on the mic. It's okay. I know. Bago Audio on the Blitz 1170. All right, Bago Audio time here on the Blitz as we head towards 4 o'clock. You know what? We, the general we here this week, have been pretty good. There haven't been a whole lot of moments that I can remember off the top of my head, not like last week in which we had a few doozies, that uh, I said, you know what, that might be worthy of a bag audio edition. So that means we got to branch out and reach out nationally. Us so, not saying Gronk maybe is, is worthy. That, that might be a little bit worthy as well, yes. Uh, so I had to reach out nationally and find a few examples to play on bag audio uh, the first one I have is from the Paul Feinbaum show. Um, as you can imagine, there were people that were not taking the retirement of Nick Saban very well at all inside the state lines of Alabama. Others were threatening bodily harm 
if they hired certain individuals. This was one of the callers from the Feinbaum show who glossed himself as legend. Legend. See, that's the problem sometimes with when you let the callers gloss themselves. It becomes more about them than it actually does the show. But, hey, who am I? Here's legend in what he was threatening to do if they hired one Dabo Swinney. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Swinney, I'm... By the way, he's an Alabama fan, but yet he called his athletic director Greg Burns when his athletic director's name is Greg Byrne. Just pointing that out. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring gasoline on myself and setting myself on fire on the 50-yard line. You can guarantee it. If it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring my arm off and taking that contract fracture and beating the hell out of myself. No damn Dabo. Do you hear me, Greg Burns? That's from the Alabama Nation. Get it right. You'll be judged on this one right here, brother. You'll be judged on this one right here. Man, Paul, I, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Help me, Jesus. Nick, change your mind, baby. Change your mind. We ain't going to make it without you. Nick and Legend has left the bill. Oh, my. <laughs> half, Can we turn the closed captioning on, please? Half preacher, half... <laughs> For promotion of offing himself at the same time within a I within the a close call. captioning. I didn't understand half of that. Well, the part that was most impactful was I'm going to set myself on fire at the 50 yard line. I did catch that. Yes, which is uh, hilarious. All right, that's uh, entrance one. Here is entrance two. This has started to pick its the rounds up again on the socials. This is a news segment from Channel 15 News in Fort Wayne. This was from a few years ago. Somehow this had slipped underneath my radar. But I'm going to play this news clip for you as they are having a discussion on what they should actually name the new rec center in town. They're naming it after a former member of the community. How any of these individuals kept a straight face while they were doing this news segment, I have no idea. A former Fort Wayne mayor is getting some national attention. Thousands of people voted online to name the new city-county building in his honor. But that probably won't happen because of his name. News Channel 15's Don Austin is here to explain. Well, Heather, Mark, the people voted, and the top pick so far with more than 10,000 votes is the Harry Balls Government Center, named after one of the city's longest-serving mayors, but not everyone's on board with that name. Okay. How did I'm he keep a straight I'm face? I'm disappointed he didn't drop another pun in there. <laughs> oh, you just wait, Scott. So they're going to name it the Harry Balls Center. By the way, you spell his name H-A-R-R-Y-B-A-A-L-S. So here's the rest of the report. Well, Harry Bales apparently was a great mayor. That's what I'm hearing. So she says Harry Bales. I think she's doing that on purpose so she's not on camera saying the correct way to pronounce his name. If you, re if you read the comments, actually, people are very serious about what he did as mayor. Um, the family was, you know, it's part of our history. I think it's part of the history we're proud of. 
To pick the new name for the building, people went over to FeedbackFortWayne.org. They made suggestions and voted. The overwhelming front runner was the Harry Balls Government Center. Harry Balls was the mayor of Fort Wayne back in the 1930s and 40s. He even served a term in the 1950s. We have a street named after Harry Balls, so what's the big deal about naming the new city-county government building after him? I feel that... Okay, this is his son. Okay, so they find Harry Balls' son and get a comment from him. It'd be an honor to have him... The building. By the way, if you're asking, his name is Jim Balls. So, <laughs> J I M B A A L S. Named after. Or him. Jimmy. And so many people have voted for it. I say, let the people have the say. But this isn't an election where the person with the most votes wins. We want to. Okay, so you see how they're doing this? They had the suggestion. It gets the overwhelming amount of votes. And in the fine print, they just happen to put down there's like, wait a minute, just because it gets the most votes doesn't mean that's what we're going to call it. Look at something that reflects both the city and the county. So, you know, we're looking for something that isn't just a mayor, for, ex for example. So is this all about the name? Some people think the Harry Balls Government Center would make Fort Wayne the butt of jokes. <laughs> After all, the There you go, Scott. You wanted pun? You got it, baby. Because it's not just about Harry Balls. It's about butt of jokes as well. Family did change the pronunciation of their last name from Balls to Bales. Jim said it was his grandmother's idea. At the time when Harry was born, it was the connotation wasn't there, like, like it's come up through the years. So I think she was just trying to save the family a little bit of embarrassment, especially her children. Jim thinks a Harry Balls government center could be great for the city of Fort Wayne. Well, I think it would put us on the map, for one thing. I know there's been a lot of controversy <laughs> about it. I think a lot of people are going to snicker about it and laugh, but uh, after it dies down, uh, I don't see any problem. And the online voting continues until Friday. The mayor will talk to community leaders about the online suggestions, and then a decision should be made about the building's name sometime by the end of this month. So just because it gets the most votes does not mean that's what the name's going to be. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Don. And still Thank you, Don. I'm glad I didn't have to say that on camera. <laughs> How did he keep a straight face? Scott, you have produced more video at the news level than all of us combined, probably more than anyone listening combined all together. How many takes do you think it actually took the reporter to get through without laughing or having someone in the vicinity, even while he's filming that on location, the cameraman not, not snickering? Oh, it, it, at least five, six, seven, eight. I know. I need to see the cutting room floor version of, of that story. <laughs> I saw that probably about three weeks ago and i didn't know it was that old this story actually is from 2011 and i'm like wait a minute that was in the prime of us finding this scouring the internet on a daily basis and somehow this slipped through and i missed it from 2011 but it's got a new life again as so many things tend to do there on the old net oh it's just beautiful. It is beautiful indeed. And that, my friends, is Bago Audio for this Friday edition here on January 12th. We'll take a time out. We'll come back with more next year on the Blitz 1170, including a conversation with the doc, Dr. Chris Crane. What a lead into the doc here on the Blitz 1170.